what does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our lives doing so many things, transporting our kids around, spending too many hours in the office, trying to find time to spend with our spouse. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning. Did you know that in a week, there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending 80 of those related to our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello, everybody. I am Sawyer Trapp, our student ministries pastor here at Stapleton Church, and I'm joined, as always, by our amazing, fabulous, handsome, you can see I'm trying to get a raise, no, beautiful <laughs> lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Don't worry, I'll forgive you for lying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good to be back. It is, yes. We are back this time, second week, season two talking and continuing about our Belong series. Last week, we talked about what it looks like to actually be intentional with people, to put our phone down, mm-hmm. <laughs> put the screens away, talk to one another, engage with another's li- other people's lives, and just actually what the impact that can have as we look to try and impact our 10,000 minutes, to bring God into our 10,000 minutes that we have every single week outside of church. Yeah, and in this uh, season of podcast, we're going deeper into our Sunday messages, applying it to our lives even more. And remember, if you do have questions about the Bible, faith, the message, um, Sawyer's mustache, whatever the question <laughs> is, send it to Sawyer at strap at stapletonchurch.com. That's trap with two Ps. That's right. And today we are going to dive deeper and focus a little bit more particularly on the idea of spurring one another on. Yeah, you talked about that in your sermon, about the idea of that sometimes it may take more than encouragement. It may take a kick to get people (laughs) on the right track to be living for God. That's right. Have you ever needed a kick, Sawyer? Yes. Okay. Do you have any... uh... I I, I can be stubborn. I, I went through a season where, and this is when I was in high school, but I went through a season where I was like, I don't think I want to go to church anymore. Hmm. Not because I, like, didn't believe or I just, I don't know what it was. I just didn't like what they were doing in church. Mm-hmm. And so when you said in your message, like, yeah, it may not matter what songs they're playing. <laughs> or, you know, like the idea that it, it's the church is not about our preferences. Mm-hmm. And it was actually with my dad. He was like, you know, I, I realized they were trying to encourage me to make my own decisions about faith and all that sort of stuff. But... That, you know, you're not feeling this church. Maybe you find another church that that works better for you. But I really encourage you to go to church. Yes. And it was like day after day after day mm-hmm. to a point it was like, okay, you're going to church. Mm-hmm. It was to the point where like, yep, you're going to church. This is happening. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it's the kick in the pants. Yes. Sometimes you need. Yes. And it doesn't always feel good at the t- moment. You might even be upset at the other person, but you need it. Right. Right, and I do think that that is what we are reading about in Hebrews chapter 10. Mm -hmm. It says, spur one another on toward love and good deeds. This is not always a fun, playful thing. And that's the reason why we're focusing on this is because it's so difficult. So I don't know if you've thought about this, Sawyer, but people in our society don't know how to handle 
difficult conversations. Mm. I mean, it's just a tough thing. I mean, that's why we call them difficult conversations. <laughs> yeah, they're called that for a reason. But we're really bad at it. And I'm, I'm really bad at it. I'll be honest. Yeah. I am too. I, I grew up and I was the peacemaker of the family, yeah. so I never wanted to. I avoided conflict at all costs. Right. But at some point you realize, as you mature, oh, okay, I can't avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I have to even embrace some conflict. Right. That's good. Yeah. Um, and why I find that even interesting is in that passage, the Greek word for spur one another on hmm. is the same Greek word that occurs when Paul and Barnabas have a sharp disagreement. Interesting. Yeah. So the sharp disagreement is like, okay, it's actually something that we are supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, but how do we do it well? Right. And I think one of the reasons why we're so bad at it is, think about this. In our society, it is okay, even good, to lie to your kids. <laughs> now think about it. If you're like, you don't tell your kids that their dog died. Mm. Oh, we took the dog to a farm upstate. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we do this all the time. We yeah. lie to our kids and it's even good. And like said, said is like a good thing. And so our kids from a very young age are not trained to deal with the hard truths of life. So then we grow up and this just gets worse and worse and worse. And then we're adults and we don't want to have the hard conversation with everyone. That's why even in our society, we just ghost now. Yeah. We ghost people. We ghost people. We have a hard relationship. Boom. We're out of there. That's right. Never heard from again. Yep. Ignore their texts. Ignore their emails. People break up by ghosting. Mm-hmm. I even heard recently of a divorce by ghosting. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I talked with this person, and I was like, I can't even imagine how awful that is. Yeah. Because we don't know how to have the hard conversations. Or when we do have them, we send a text. Yeah? It's true. Yeah. I, I, I've done that. <laughs> Maybe done once that. or twice. I'm trying to think of a, an example, but I, I'm sure I've done the that. The breakup by text or instant message or Never Facebook post. It's so common. Oh, yeah. But instead of having the hard conversation, we ghost the person or we just don't want to face them. But we are commanded in the scriptures to spur one another on. Mm-hmm. It's an expectation of us as followers of Jesus that we spur other followers of Jesus on. Yeah, and I think it's just in, right there in the passage. If we're supposed to spur people on to love and good deeds, then that probably means that those people maybe aren't being the most loving mm-hmm. and they aren't living in a way that outflows good deeds. That's right. And so if that's the case, mm-hmm. then those are going to be hard conversations that we need to be having. Yep. Okay, so those are some situations where we should. Right. Uh, can you think of some situations maybe we shouldn't spur one another on or have the sharp, hard conversation? I, I think you have to have enough of a foundation of a relationship there. Hmm. Because I think it's really easy to maybe take this verse and, and gung-ho and say, everybody in my life, here's all the things you're doing wrong. Yep. In love, of course, in love. Yep. But I don't think, if there's not a foundation of a relationship there, mm-hmm. the connection, that level that you can say to a person, hey, I've seen this in your life, and they respect your opinion and honesty enough to actually do something about it, then that's the relationship you want to have. Right. That's why I think in the Proverbs it says wounds from a friend can be trusted. Right. There has to be a friendship. There has to be a relationship there. Or even if you're right and you handle it really well, if there's no relationship, it might not work. Right. Probably won't. Probably won't. Can you think of any other situations where this would not be good? I think maybe also if um, you're struggling with the same situation. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think Jesus said something about that, didn't he? Right, yes, he did. Uh, he he, he prints this dichotomy of, of somebody talking about a speck yes. in somebody's eye when we have this huge plank of wood 
Yeah. In our own eye. Yeah. We're, we have a ton of problems, and we're pointing out the problems in somebody else's. Right. What does Jesus say to, to do instead of that? Get rid of your plank. Yeah, get rid of your plank. So maybe you need to examine yourself, repent, get right first before you can even open your mouth. Right. Yep. I, I can think of another situation is in the gray areas. Mm. In the gray areas, mm. I've seen this a lot, especially with young Christians. Is Or, you know, I guess it doesn't matter how long they've yeah. been a Christian. Yeah. But you see somebody doing something and you're like, that's not right. right. That's not okay. But it's a great thing. Is that clearly commanded or prohibited in Scripture? Mm-hmm. Well, if it's not, that could be a gray area. Right. Have you prayed through it? Maybe this is a conviction you have. Mm-hmm. Like, you went to a PG-13 movie? Oh, gasp. <gasps> okay, or worse. Yeah, know? or worse, yeah. <laughs> and you have a conviction about it. You have a conviction about um, how much alcohol you can drink, or if you can drink alcohol. Right. Um, or, or spending time with certain people. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of gray areas that we actually make out to be black and white. Yes. And before we rebuke somebody for a gray area, we really need to stop and think. Yeah. Should I even open my mouth at all? Right. And in that case, I'd say probably not. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's not like a spurring conversation, but maybe just going to them and say, hey, I, I've seen you do this. I've seen you do this. Talk to me about that. Yes. And Let's talk in fact, about it. I think that's the most important thing, Sawyer. And this is maybe I shouldn't say it because I need to take my own <laughs> plank out of my eye. But I feel like when you lead with questions, mm-hmm. it is so helpful. Yeah. Because I can't even tell you how many times, Sawyer, that I've gone into a situation or a relationship and I go to have this hard conversation mm-hmm. with somebody and I just ask a simple question and it turns out I had it all wrong. Yeah. We assume the worst motives mm-hmm. from people. But we're called to assume the best. Yeah. And if we just ask them, like, what's what's going on there? Was there a reason why you did that? Mm-hmm. And they explain and you say, oh, <laughs> okay, I, you weren't selfish. You weren't mean. You weren't doing this because you're greedy yeah. or, you know, I mean, whatever it is. Whatever, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And you don't even need to give that harsh word in that moment because the situation is not at all what you thought it was. Right. But at the same time, I think... Even though this this word spur can be in this sharp disagreement, mm-hmm. I think if we can use those small conversations, those caring conversations, those relational conversations to really encourage one another that way, mm-hmm. so we don't have to get to that big boot. Yes, then I think that's you know that's going to lead us all to more closeness with God, mm-hmm. to love, to those good deeds that we're called to do. Yep. So if we were to kind of reverse, we've said what situations not to do yeah. it. If we were to say it in the positive, we would say you should do it in relationship. Mm-hmm. You need a relationship with a person. You need to do it in love. Yeah. Okay, if I'm going to say this, how can I show love to this person? Because if it's a really hard word to this person, uh, criticism, yeah. then you need to do it in love. Absolutely. Like how, and maybe the, the sandwich method, method <laughs> maybe the Dagwood method. I'm not sure I'm familiar with that one. Do you know what a Dagwood sandwich is? No. You know, like in Scooby-Doo. Oh, the yeah, cartoon, the, the big, the big ones. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that's what we should have the Dagwood method, meaning there's a little tiny criticism with a ton of good things before, a ton of yes. good things afterwards. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what we need in our life. Um, but but we that's love. Mm-hmm. You're, because there's a hundred great things about this person, and you're pointing out maybe one thing that they need to change. Right. So that to love always, mm-hmm. to take the sawdust out first, 
pray, really examine yourself? Have you spent an hour <laughs> praying about this, thinking about it, asking other people in your life that are trusted, that are maybe confidential with the situation? Yeah. Uh, do I have any of this stuff in my life? Mm-hmm. Can you help point it out? Maybe I can't see it because it's a huge plank that's blinding me <laughs> to my own problems. Yeah. Um, and this is another thing. So in in Matthew chapter 7, when Jesus says, judge not lest you be judged, right. before you take the sawdust out of your brother's eye, take the plank out of your own, immediately after that is a verse that for a long time I couldn't figure out why it's there. Okay. Because in verses 1 through 5, Jesus is talking about judge not, the plank, and then in verse 7 in the Sermon on the Mount, he goes on to talk about prayer. But then there's verse 6, which is right in the middle of these two passages. Mm-hmm. Do you know what verse 6 of Matthew chapter 7 is? Well, I, I was familiar, but I cheated and I looked it up. <laughs> Could you read that to us? Yeah, later? it says, Do not give dogs what is sacred, and don't throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and tear you to pieces. The, the colloquial saying from that passage right. is don't, you know, toss, throw, toss your pearls before swine. Before swine, yeah. yeah. And so I always, I've thought about this a lot. How do those fit together? Right. Now, that could be a standalone proverb. Those happen in the Bible. There's a standalone point. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's right in this section on judging someone else. Right. Jesus says, before you judge someone else, you need to correct yourself first. Mm-hmm. And it's almost implied that once you've examined yourself, made sure that you're right with God and okay, then you can have that hard conversation with the person. Right. And then immediately says, don't throw your pearls before swine. And this is why I bring it up. It's because sometimes it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You're giving this really helpful word of advice to a person. You prayed through it. You thought through it. You examine yourself first, and you're going to this person to say something important and private. And if this is a person who's using Jesus' word, a pig, <laughs> it's worthless. Right? Pigs don't care about pearls. <laughs> they just want slop to eat. Right? And you're giving your best stuff. So don't just give your best stuff to everybody. Mm. I think we need to be careful about who we're saying this to because sometimes that important word, that sharp spurring on, is wasted mm. on another person. Mm. So that's you know, a little insight that we should have into this. Don't waste your spurring on to someone who you know will not respond at all. Yeah. And okay. I, I think that involves the intention, the prayer, the, the leading that we feel from the Spirit. Yep. I think we should also do this with God's Word in mind. That's why in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, where it says, All scriptures God breathed mm-hmm. and is useful for teaching what? It's the next line. Rebuking. Rebuking. <laughs> it says we're supposed to use God's word to rebuke people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh, okay. So I need to make sure that this is biblical when I say it. Um, I was also thinking of another passage from Jesus. And he says, okay, when you go to rebuke someone and they repent, forgive them. Good. That that's your goal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hold it against yeah. them anymore. They messed up. They have this issue in their life, a mm-hmm. weakness. Perhaps you rebuke them. They say you're right. I'm really struggling with that. I need your help. Help them. Yeah. Forgive them. Yeah. Love them. <laughs> and Jesus goes on to say how many times we're supposed to forgive them. Seventy. What? Seventy times seven. Yeah. It's a, it's a few times, right? Yeah. Meaning never stop forgiving them, no matter how often right. they make the mistake. If right. they're really willing to admit, yes, I have this problem. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Any other thoughts on rebuking, spurring? Well, sometimes, you know, it takes a cowboy to set us right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And there you go. We need that cowboy to spur us in the right That's direction. Because right. we are going in the wrong direction or we're going too slowly. <laughs> right? And you need that kick when you're the horse. Right? Yep. We need to be spurred on. And I, I think that's so important. I have had so such important words spoken to me by people, and it hurt at first. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, wow, those are some of the best conversations we ever have. Mm. So we've talked a lot about spurring others on, but we should respond well, too. Right. When those happen, we should pray about it, consider it. Was that right? Yeah. If I think it's wrong, maybe I need to ask a couple other people close to me. Honest people. Mm-hmm. Not the friend that's like, oh, you're perfect. You're perfect just the way. You, oh, honey. No, no, there's nothing wrong with you. No. You the people that are going to say, mm, I think they're right. I've wanted to say something for a while. Too. <laughs> and then you're like, you feel a little deflated, but then you actually get built up better than you were before. Right. So, yeah. So listen when you get spurred on. Yeah. If we were, especially if we, we want to have a position to tell others, mm-hmm. I think we, we have to listen to that spurring when it comes because I think I think what the author of Hebrews is getting at is that that spurring should be mutual yes yeah so after my message Sunday you know pastors always joke about the emails they get (laughs) somebody wrote me an email and it was so nice and it was so kind even though it had like kind of a a little tiny criticism in there sure it was so kind that I didn't even know if they were criticizing me (laughs) and I actually was really appreciative of it and it was thinking of something I had never thought of. Mm. And so I appreciate it. And I said, well, thank you. I really appreciate this comment. <laughs> Please don't send me any emails, though. I'm just saying that right now. Okay. Matt would love tons <laughs> of emails. No, but if there is something I hadn't thought of, and this person was giving me an angle from perspective I had never thought of, yeah. um, and I said, wow, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and it was done so well. So do it like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And this spurring is, is how, how we have to live in community. Yep. We're commanded. We're called. And it's actually how we grow up, right? That's right. Grow up. Grow up. Show up so we can all grow up. <laughs> and that includes spurring one another on. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 10,000 Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to this. If this helped you at all, make sure you rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you're using. Share it with your friends and send us your questions. We would love to answer those. All right, giddy up.